This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning, everyone. Uh, 7.05 this Thursday morning. You're listening to This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. And we're talking zoning. And, I, you know, that's probably a lot of Edmontonians going, oh, ugh. But I haven't seen uh, an issue in the last little while that has had uh, as much passion as I've seen come out yeah, of this one a lot of people. from a few people. Yeah, actually, you're having people call you at home saying, well, uh, hey, what's going on? You need to talk more about this. Yeah, it's it's the first time in the 19, since the 1960s that the city has sort of attempted to say, you know, we got to relook at these zoning bylaws. Uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, earlier this week talking about the history of zoning bylaws and, and how Houston, the city of Houston, does not have zoning bylaws. They don't have... At all. Zone. No. So, and, and there's a, this infamous picture of this house with a roller coaster in the backyard. They just built an amusement park, you know, in this guy's, you know... You can build anything... In the street behind him. Anywhere. So, uh, this is just changes. They are important because they help you to plan out a city. So, changes, especially if you think that there is a new plan that needs to be put into effect, that's sort of where we're coming down on this. Okay. So, we we, we talked earlier in the summer, this really started to come to a head. Mm-hmm. There was a, this organization, uh, Coalition for Better Infill, and we first started hearing from Kevin Taft uh, back in the summer... And a number of other people have jumped up. So Kevin uh, is a former liberal leader here in Alberta, but is now leading this this organization. And then it's all coming to a head, I think, really, it's it's getting ramped up because of the public hearings that City Council will hold on this in the middle of October. That's coming fast. So a lot of people want to get their message out, including Kevin, who's joining us uh, this morning. And then after Kevin, we'll get another point of view from it uh, in the next half of this uh, of this segment. But Kevin, good to have you on again. How are you doing? Oh, I'm really well. Thanks so much for having me. So, Kevin, let's talk about this. Um, you, you heard about changes, and obviously we need a refresh. Our, our city's growing, the population looks different, we have different issues than we did back in the 1960s. Uh, where do you have a problem with, with what the city's doing? Well, it's not just me. It's um, There's a coalition of people from right across the city, from Highlands of the East to Rio Terrace and beyond in the West, Our concerns, uh, we fully recognize there needs to be change, there needs to be more infill. Our concerns are that the city and this bylaw um, gives huge concessions to developers. So, for example, uh, any 50-foot lot in any mature neighborhood inside the Henday, any 50-foot lot will be allowed an eight-unit, three-story apartment building. Um, People will completely lose their rights or almost completely lose any right of appeal, very, very limited neighborhood input. And in return for that, the city is demanding nothing. There's no requirements to provide affordable, uh, a portion of affordable housing units. There's uh, no requirements for even really simple, obvious things like roughing in electrical uh, systems so that there can easily be future uh, installation of electric vehicle chargers or solar panels. Um, it's essentially a massive concession to developers 
with very little coming back in return. But when I've talked to, to people from the city before, they, they, uh, I'm, I'm putting words in their mouth, but basically they're saying that that's an alarmist way of looking at it, that, that there are still approvals that would still need to be go, that it's not haphazard. It's not like Houston where anything's going to get built in your backyard whether you like it or not. Uh, what about that, that, that thought that you're, it's a little over the top, that argument that anybody can do anything anytime they want? Well, obviously, I didn't say that. What I am well, saying it's sort is, of, it's sort of in that zone. <laughs> no, it's not. It's you know, it's it's within this bylaw. For example, Daryl, that any fifty foot lot anywhere in a mature neighborhood uh, will be uh, an automatic site for an eight unit apartment building. Uh, obviously, that requires taller walls, a larger footprint. Um, those are the facts, and as long as the developers stay within those parameters, there's no right for neighbours to, to appeal, to have any input at all. Um, so we're not being alarmist. We're laying the facts on the table. We put out a brochure. We stand behind everything that we say in that brochure. So 50-foot lot, can, is that just the, the, the lot of... A 50-foot wide lot would be a... Uh, standard, probably below average size lot in uh, in most Edmonton neighborhoods. So just one. So that's any fifty foot wide lot okay. will be allowed uh, an eight unit um, apartment rental structure uh, constructed. That's just one example. Um, okay. The the buildings cover more of the lot. Um, there are higher walls. And the zoning bylaw ties in with uh, what's coming right on the heels of it, which are the district plans, which which will open up um, many neighbourhoods of the city to mid-rise and high-rise buildings. But you don't deny the fact that the city needs infill, right? Like, we need to start building up our, our, our older neighbourhoods. Houses are, are falling apart. Sure. I, I, I own a home in, a, in an older neighbourhood, and, you know, it, it's time is ticking, I think, uh, uh, for, for me yeah, no, and I, for that home. Um, when, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're I, talking about urban sprawl as well, so I, I think we need to build up what we have in the core of the city. So you know that there's a need for that. Absolutely. And when I, I'm a very committed environmentalist. I live in a net zero house. You know, I use my bike as much as I can. When I first encountered this bylaw, I was kind of excited because I thought, wow, for giving developers so much, the city must be getting something back. And in fact, they're not. That This is what this is really the uh, the wrinkle in this. It's a massive concession to developers. There's no requirements for affordability. So as many cities do, they'll require in larger projects, uh, say 20% or 10% of of units to be built at, uh, for affordable income. There's no requirements for a minimum number of uh, two or three bedroom units so that families can live in these. It's, it's um, very, very permissive, as that's the language that's used, permissive for developers and um, and we're getting very little in return. And what the city is doing in this is um, giving away people's rights to uh, to appeal projects, to negotiate, say for a different setback or you know mm-hmm. higher quality structure. That's all just gone. 
Kevin, uh, this this public hearing on October the 16th, is uh, how vital is it to you? What do you want to see happen, uh, or what message and what decision do you want to see being made? Because at this point, it looks like this would go into effect, if not into action, at least into effect as of uh, the 1st of January of the new year. So coming up on this public hearing, what do you want done? What we're asking people to do is uh, step forward and request a one-year pause. We're not saying throw this out. We're saying, let's give this some more thought. Let's bring the public in more effectively. Let's consider some issues. Why aren't we roughing in EV chargers? Because if we don't rough them in when the building's being built, it can cost tens of thousands of dollars to refit a building after it's completed. So why aren't we doing some of these things? Can't we we get something more from developers than what's in the current proposal? So you're, so you're, you're looking at things like like roads too, right? There's going to be more people on the roads, and of course, parking spaces. We've got to, already got a text message saying it's happening in the West End: two single lots, kitty corner to each other, four plexes with basement suites. Now, 16 residences on two lots. Where does everyone park? Uh, thanks for yeah. joining us today, Kevin. Hey, I appreciate. It. Thank you very much for uh, for for airing the issue. <laughs> yeah, and I have no doubt there'll be much more, especially as we uh, come toward that October 16th uh, public hearing. We'll see how many days that. Goes. Yeah, it's going to be packed, <laughs> City Hall. That was Kevin Taft, leader of the Concerned Citizen Group, Coalition for a Better Infill. Talk to Bob Summers about this before. He's out of the University of Alberta a School of Urban and Regional Planning. So we'll dive into the zoning thing a little bit, a little bit deeper when we come back here on 630 Chet. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chet is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good chat with Kevin Taft there. Just before the commercial break, talking about the uh, the new zoning bylaw and the public hearing that's coming up in the middle of August. It is fairly timely and uh, time-sensitive mm-hmm. if uh, indeed yep. the city wants to have this in place, official by uh, the 1st of January. So is a one-year pause worthwhile? Are some of the concerns that, that Kevin and his coalition group have brought up, are they valid? Uh, should we step back? for a second. I want to check in with Bob Summers, who's uh, out of the University of Alberta School of Urban and Regional Planning. He's certainly been looking into this. Uh, morning, Bob. How you doing? Good, and you? Uh, pretty good. I think uh, Stacey and I were pounding through here trying to figure out zoning bylaws. Who's right? Who's who's being over the top? Or are these valid concerns? What do you think when you're listening to Kevin? Well, you know, when I was listening there, I heard a couple of things. One, that there's going to be, you know, the potential for, for eight-unit buildings, and, and that is actually true. Um, but when we look at the actual like size of the buildings, uh, the height's only increased 1.5 meters, right? So we're not talking about massive buildings, and the lot coverage has only increased a tiny little bit by 5%. So it's not like we're talking about a big change. And uh, with That'd that, be a big you know, change in my neighborhood if suddenly there's a multiplex right next to my single family. Yeah, home. there could be 16 to 20 people living there. Where big are they difference. parking? They're parking on the front street. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, there are impacts on things like parking. Um, there are impacts on the neighborhood. Though the, the likelihood of actually seeing, you know, that size of a building um, house eight units is, is pretty unlikely. It could be, though, that, you know, you have some bachelor suites or something like that that add up to that. The um, I think the biggest concern here, right, is affordability, and that's what, uh, what Kevin Taft had, had raised, the importance of affordability. Well, you know, when you get to smaller units, semi-detached homes or row housing, those types of things, uh, they tend to be more affordable, and that's a plus for uh, society. 
And that, that's certainly something we need to address, right? And and, yeah, no, and and not sprawling and making the city even even larger, the footprint even larger than it is. Yeah, and you know, this is where I get I, I sort of um, challenge the notion that this is somehow some giveaway to developers because developers in Edmonton are perfectly happy. We've seen it for decades, building on the out, outskirts of cities. You know, strip malls everywhere and new homes and, and eating up agricultural land. And, and I think, you know, that is actually an important part of growth. But if we want more uh, development in the city, in the core of the city, in the mature areas, and we, we need this refreshment and we need more density, uh, we have to make it a little easier for them. And, and that makes it more profitable, yes, uh, but that attracts more developers and that gets more homes built and, and it expands the number of people in the core. But I, I kind of get it too. Is like just because you can doesn't mean that you will. But if it's still in there and that people can, then it, and me as a homeowner or in a neighborhood would still wonder: Is there any recourse for me? Do I have now no choice about what gets put next to my property and impacts my lifestyle? That and that yeah. that that's a that's a huge part that's driving the passion of this argument. Yeah, no, I mean it. It is tough. You know, I live in Westmount, and we've seen tremendous change. There's infill all around me. Um, and some of those include things uh, like uh, apartment complexes, some are skinny homes, uh, some are semi-detached houses and, and triplexes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, at first when that change came to Westmount, there was a lot of, a lot of concern and resistance. And, and over time, what I've come to realize, and, and many of my neighbors for a long time, is that, that actually, you know, these are just houses for people. People live in them. And if you end up with a four-unit uh, building next to you, which is far more likely than eight, you know, uh, uh, on, a, on a small lot, the uh, there will be people living there. And those people, you know, are like us. We live in a house. They live in an apartment. Um, that's residential zoning. And I don't think, you know, we, we've looked and and it's exclusionary if you say that people can't live in certain areas because they want to live in smaller units. Yeah, and that, and that has been the complaint uh, over decades about zoning bylaws and and being used to to use them for for different purposes than they were uh, they were made to be used. Do you think that the city needs to work on anything in this bylaw, or do you think it's it's good to go and and they'll go through the public hearings and and, and maybe rubber stamp most of it, or is there something that they need to sort of uh, look at uh, a little bit closer? You know, I, I think that uh, we will learn things as we go forward. We'll find points. Um, once this bylaw is in place, there will be like, oh, this this isn't quite working. Uh, and we'll have the opportunity to adapt it. But really the choice is between retaining the old land use bylaw or this land use bylaw. And this land use bylaw is far, far superior, in my opinion. Uh, it allows the city to grow and change, and cities do have to grow and change. Uh, if we hold them back, through regulation, it, it ends up, you know, creating a lot of problems with housing affordability and other concerns. So I'm keen to see this go through uh, and to keep engaging on, on these issues. What do you think about uh, a one-year pause? Uh, and, you know, early on when this really started to blow up, it was said that citizens just were not aware of this, so they needed to be get some more education. Now they feel like it's being rammed down their throat too quickly. So the idea of just taking a pause, is there, we're going to change it, it's going to be different, but does it have to be immediately and in effect on the 1st of January? What do you think about that? Well, you know what, I've, I've seen this increase in pricing uh, in Calgary uh, just recently, a 20% increase in housing yep. costs. Uh, 
we see this happening across Canada. We have uh, significant uh, housing concerns, housing affordability concerns, and one of the reasons Edmonton remains affordable is actually that the land use bylaw has been evolving a lot over the last 15 years. In fact, it's changed more over the last 15 years than the change we're talking about now. This is um, a relatively modest uh, shift in things. Um, Of course, those changes were all in smaller increments and spread out a bit, but that's really helped us remain affordable, right? We added lot splitting, we took away parking minimums and a number of other things. That's been key. Uh, and, And I think it's really critical that we move because there's housing pressure coming. And uh, if we don't, we'll start to see that sort of rampant escalation of costs in Edmonton too. All right. Thanks so much for joining us uh, today. I really appreciate your perspective. Thank you. As Bob Summers, Director of the University of Alberta's School of Urban and Regional Planning, and we're getting a ton of text messages. <laughs> well, lots of people with, with uh, their own stories about you know, what life mm-hmm. is like in their neighborhoods, what they're mm-hmm. expecting. There was one uh, who said, you know what, if I don't want this, I'm just going to go out where I do have space, and that's going to continue to perpetuate urban sprawl because yeah. I don't want to have row houses next to me where I used to have a different lifestyle. Yeah, ah. and a lot of people using the word NIMBY. Oh, not yeah, in well, my nobody backyard. wants this. Yeah. Yeah. And not specifically right next to my backyard. Thank you very yeah. much. But, you know, Bob did talk about how he, he, he lives in the West Mount neighborhood, and that neighborhood, beautiful historic homes, but you're also seeing all those modern skinnies there as well. So. I, I think there's still a backlash and, and a lack of trust, depending on... I think a lot of people go, well, if you give uh, an organization or the city or whatever and change and give them the opportunity to do something, doesn't mean they will, but they certainly could. And so that's the concern that, that maybe you dial it back a little bit and maybe you have a few more restrictions to put a lid on that. I think there's just there, there's definitely a mistrust as to, oh, the city will just do whatever it wants at this point. And maybe there needs to be sort of a living, breathing document that we can see how this works. And if and if it's not working, we go back and adjust it. Yeah, once it's wait, in, it's not, never changed. Not, it's never changed. Not wait until, yeah. you, know, um, you know, 60 years pass. It's going to be one of the more interesting public hearings at City Hall oh, coming up here. It could in get a little ugly there a at City Hall. Of weeks.